Now, I did a countdown a long time ago called the top 11 naughtiest Animaniac moments, and to this day it continues to be the most viewed Nostalgia Critic video. And looking over these jokes again, I gotta say, how did you get away with half of these risque jokes? I mean, they're just unbelievable. You know, I don't know. I don't know how we got away with them. I don't know! <laughs> I have no idea how. A lot of it is, uh, benign neglect. I, I, I did see that segment of the Nostalgia Critic, and I love it. The one uh, from, um, it's on the boat, it's uh, something about finding fingerprints. I found prints! No, 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 fingerprints. I don't think so. I mean, we, we obviously, we put that in, and we, now, we just said, oh, let, let, the, let the, uh, the censor have a laugh and call us. And I guess the censor was away that week, because... That's still in there. It's amazing. Our gatekeeper was pretty much as twisted as we were, so I think that's the problem. Of course, Steven Spielberg produced both this show and Tiny Toons, which were both gigantic hits. Uh, how involved was he in the process? Because fr from the look of things, it looks like he was a pretty damn good producer. Great. I mean, he was uh, involved in the fact that, you know, he was making at the time, I think, Jurassic Park and Schindler's List and, and whatever, and then he'd be faxing us notes on... Uh, these little animated scripts we'd write. He read um, every script. What I remember about him was that you would give him a, you know, deliver a half-hour script maybe at like two o'clock, and by five o'clock he would be calling with notes. I have a photo of him uh, on the set at Schindler's List, looking at like a Pinky and the Brain storyboard. So I was there maybe you know, two months or something, and I I had written a little bit, and I got a memo from Steven. I think it said, I really liked what you wrote. I think tears began to well in my eyes and I immediately called my wife at work and I, and I read her the memo and look what it said. And then I, I think I ran throughout the studio. I got a flashlight and I let everyone read the memos. And I have the memo still. It's in a safe. I don't let anyone look at it, but it was, it was very, very nice. The beautiful thing was he, when, when people did come after us or censors or, you know, he, he basically would step in and ask others to like back off. These guys are doing a good job. You know, they're making the show I want. So uh, it, was, it was fabulous. Now, when I watch these cartoons, I really get a feeling of the original Looney Tunes, even more than Tiny Tunes, which was literally mimicking the original Looney Tunes. But something about Animaniacs just seemed to have the same creative energy, uh, the same need to hit both the adult audience as well as the children audience. Did they play a big part when writing this? And if not, who did? We weren't consciously thinking about the old Looney Tunes, you know, saying let's do um, this thing like Bugs did. But um, it certainly had to be in the in the in our consciousness. Template, I think we we used originally were the Marx Brothers. Uh, you know, that sort of chaos that they orchestrated in their films. Most of the artists and. Uh, you know, certainly the writers were very much influenced by the Looney Tunes cartoons. I think if you take Marx Brothers and Looney Tunes and smash them together, I think you get Animaniacs. They were so masterful that it was something to aspire to. I don't think they've been surpassed, certainly. I, to me, I'm still in awe whenever I see the old Warner Brothers cartoons, you know? How did writing songs for the show work? Did the writers come up with it? Did the musicians come up with it? Was it sort of both? We had you know, done a lot of music in improv, and so we were used to throwing it into, uh, you know, into sketches. I think for me, 
what what really got me interested in including more music was that uh, it paid residuals. When we all found out we would get extra money for writing songs, we wrote a lot of songs. No. For a while, I, everything I wrote was a light opera. We had so so many great music composers, uh, people scoring the show. Richard Stone and, and the Bernsteins. Sometimes uh, we would throw them some lyrics that they would also have to like uh, turn into little jingles and everything. You would write the lyrics first, and then it was up to Richard Stone to um, find a way to make it sound like the original, but not so much that we'd get sued. Then we had a guy like Randy Rogel who, who comes in, and he was working on Batman, and he said, hey, Tom, he walked up one day and said, you know, I got this little song, I, I wrote it a year ago, and it, it wasn't particularly written for Animaniacs, but he said, I think it would be cool for your show. And so he played it, and everybody that heard it said, yeah, we should we should have Yakko, we have Rob Paulson sing this and put it in the show. It really didn't have anything to do with any other part of the show, but it was uh, turned into Yakko's world. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic, Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too. Talk about uh, hits on the internet. I mean, people remember the show for, for this song. Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Bolivia. So once we had Rogel aboard, uh, we said, hey, yeah, Randy, you, you can stay. <laughs> I actually tried memorizing that song when I was a kid. Um, I, I don't recall doing very well. I think I got up to Canada. But yeah, it, it's a obviously a very well-written song. My son took the um, AP history test and he said kids in the class were singing the president's song before the test. So I thought that was pretty funny. Tom Tyler, he liked country folk. And after him came President Polk. Zachary Taylor liked to smoke his breath, killed friends whenever he spoke. And then it became once he, we saw how, or Tom saw how successful he was at the first one, then it just became, well, let's let Randy, you know, name all the planets. Let's, you know, name all the molecules and I don't know what I'm saying, but you know what I mean? Thanks for watching. Be sure to like this video and subscribe and also leave a comment. I'll try to answer as many as I can.